You're listening to the Seasons Change Podcast. Time again for the seasons to change. Seasons change is your weekly geekly dose of TV, movies, comic books, and video games. I'm your host, Vactor, and I've got the always angry Jeff W. with me. Jeff, how was your week this week? I'm mad. <laughs> per <Woo>! usual. <laughs> or Heck. so rumor, rumor has it, according <laughs> to other episodes of this podcast that I'm not on. <laughs> Shout out to... <laughs> Wonder Rob. Yeah. Geek So to Speaks, Wonder Rob, as well as Geek So to Speaks, Shoff, who I don't know if you noticed, provided some voiceover work for us, some excellent stuff. Um, so if, if you guys are interested, you can actually get him to do some voiceover work for you. I'll link to his Fiverr page in our show notes if you're interested. But I think he does a good job um, on all of the voiceover stuff that I've commissioned him for. So check out. Shoff over on Fiverr. Speaking of Shoff and Rob, they actually did a whole episode on Disney Plus Day, which was yesterday. And you you told me, Jeff, you had not heard of Disney Plus Day. Yeah, I never even I never knew. I didn't know it was happening and I never heard of it before. I mean, I know it's new. Well, obviously, yeah, right? this is the first year. Basically, what they're going to do from now on is on the anniversary of Disney Plus every November 12th, which is. Mm. Russell Westbrook's birthday. By the way, oh, they're going to be doing some old, some special Disney content, and we got a bunch of it this year for the very first Disney Plus day. Um, so if you want, Jeff, we don't have to talk about everything because Geek, so to speak, like I said, they did a whole episode. So if you want to check out the whole, the whole thing, everything that was announced, check out Geek, so to speak. But I'm, I'm interested to hear what Jeff W. thought of Disney Plus Day. Yeah, so just to run down a couple, there's stuff I don't care about uh, off the bat. I'll eventually, <clears throat> I'm sure I'll eventually care about them. Uh, like, you know, the She-Hulk, Ironheart, and Armor Wars, mm-hmm. um, which will be fine. But the things that I'm excited about, number one is the uh, the X-Men 97. That probably is the thing I'm, I'm most excited about. Um, the I, What's that? That's on Disney, right? You can stream that whole Yeah, because they own, show. yeah, they bought Fox. Yeah. Um, so that whole thing is up there. That's great. If if you haven't watched that, I mean, I would just recommend I don't know what season or what episodes they are, but the Days of Future Past episodes on that show are pretty great. Yes. I think that's the one I would like. I'd be like. Hey, go watch this. And if you don't like this, then, you know, you might have a rough time with the show, but there's a ton of different other episodes. But those are the ones that I just remember being great. Um so I'm super hyped on that. I don't even did you even watch that show back yes. in the day? That was before. So that was kind of around the time of Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. And I was much more into the X-Men show during that yeah. time. And then Spider-Man came right after that, which mm-hmm. I had actually moved to Korea when Spider-Man came out. So the X-Men was right in my wheelhouse. I was watching that yeah. every week. Yeah. Um, and then obviously to see stuff from moon knight which i didn't even know was oscar isaac i haven't been keeping oh, up with dang. that i didn't know that was him uh, so i was pleasantly surprised to see him in that uh, him in that mm-hmm. um 
the the Miss Marvel the Miss Marvel show might be like secretly out of all of these might be my favorite one potentially that oh, really? that one to me looks like super interesting i like that character um i really knew it from the uh what's the what was the game is, is it just the avengers that yes. game that came out mm-hmm. she's in there yeah. um i really like the character in that just playing is that like the abilities that she has so that one is like this like a dark horse like oh. i think if we're gonna you know rank these at some time in the future like yeah. if we look at this list in like a year again like i'll be like this might be one of my favorite shows um whereas like she hulk i'm sure is gonna be great I, I don't know you know about it yet i'm not totally convinced on it but Ms. Marvel's more, I think, in my wheelhouse. Secret Invasion, I'm excited for. Um, it's interesting to see. And then uh, the Hawkeye, obviously. Uh, that seems like um, I watched, I mean, I know we plug it every time, but the Screen Rant video on the breakdown of that trailer seems yeah. like it's pulling from a series of comics. I forget who it's by. Matt Fraction. You know. Yeah, Matt Fraction, which sounds like a fake name. Probably is. <laughs> um but uh that he was uh you know showing how it relates to his arc in hawkeye uh so i'm super excited actually for that i wasn't before i don't care about hawkeye hawkeye to me is super boring uh in all the movies before right but um i think if you uh and i think it, it maybe people would think he got cheated a little bit that he didn't get his like own full-blown movie mm-hmm. but i think maybe you know the return on that is that you get this tv show um that's coming and i'm you know, I think what is the early word seems that it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Everything that I've seen from people who got screeners in the press, they got the first yeah. two episodes. I have not seen a single person say it was bad. They were all like, this mm-hmm. is a great start. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And um, also uh, Marvel Zombie, Agatha too. I mean, there's, there's a lot of this stuff. Not not so much the group show or group show or what if, you know, personally, but um which i will eventually watch uh obviously i didn't even see the spider-man thing yet the uh, freshman year i don't know is that an animated thing yes. or what is that okay yeah, it's and it's in, in high school okay so yeah i might i might check that out too you know i want to see depending on what that looks like i should i should check that out but um the one thing i'm actually interested in that maybe i should do that i think that i've never done is the marvel zombies stuff i don't even know what it's about i'm sure like rob is oh wow you know is butthurt at Dang. home or whatever right now whatever you want to call it <laughs> But uh, I haven't even read zombies. The only thing, I guess it's the thing it seems like is that it's like a, a zombie like virus making its way through the Marvel universe. Is yes. that what's happening there? Basically. Correct. Um, so I am excited for that. And that might that's going to be animated like what if. Right. Because on a what if episode they did the zombie Thanos. Yeah. So we don't know exactly because this was actually we didn't even mention this. The whole Disney Plus thing originally it was just um, a tweet stream basically just a a list of tweets from the disney account the marvel account the disney plus account the marvel studios account like it was like 10 different twitter accounts that were tweeting all this instead of like we got with the dc fandom it wasn't like just one thing that people were watching so I, i saw some people kind of getting upset about that but the way that they did it it was kind of like hey here's a picture and here's the date or it was just here's a picture so with Marvel Zombies, we got that picture, and then we saw a little like flash of it in the v- actual video that they listed on Disney Plus, which went through like everything. And it's just called Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day Special. I'll link it in the show notes. But we didn't get actual confirmation of anything. So it looks like 
it's going to be a spinoff from what if like the exact marvel zombies yeah. from what if and then they just take yeah. it from there yeah and then you know nothing else really for me has uh, stood out i mean obviously the obi-wan stuff was cool the little feature thing they put out um i thought it was fine um you know did they and i know boba fett they're doing the Fortnite thing but is that december is that show coming out december yes. uh-huh confirmed yeah, i'm just excited for that show in general uh so they did a couple of things i didn't know was there anything else that you wanted to touch on that you yeah there's a couple um other things of the stuff you mentioned i'm Mm -hmm. surprised about miss marvel i didn't know you liked that character that much Mm -hmm. secret invasion i'm excited for because that book was really fun she hulk and moon knight were the two that i took away from as my most like Mm -hmm. i got like my spider senses were tingling my my mm-hmm. arm hair was standing up with the Moon Knight. It was the suit and seeing yeah, it because the white. He's, yeah, he's the basically like the Marvel Batman. That's what he is. If you don't know yeah. who Moon Knight is, he's like a, um, the Marvel's version of Batman. And he's got multiple personalities. Yeah. He's got some mental health issues. He's crazy and he kills. That's he's, yeah. Moon Knight. So and yeah. I love Oscar Isaac. So that was mm-hmm. like number one, seeing that because we didn't know we were going to get that. Then actual seeing footage of She-Hulk, seeing her green skin. Uh-huh. That also got me excited and seeing actual Mark Ruffalo because he's going to be in the show and we saw oh, him. Yes, yes. And I don't know if you noticed, he didn't have anything on his arm. Every time we've seen him post snap, his arm has been like in a sling and it hasn't been yeah. healed. So, they so think we don't know. Post, say this is right after the snap and pre coming back, right? I think. I, we don't know. Like there's not a mm-hmm. whole lot of detail about this. So yeah, it's either yeah. he's healed up and we don't know how, or this is before the snap. So one of those, because yeah. this could be playing with time. We don't know exactly how this is going. So those were my two big things of the stuff that they announced. Mm. And then the one um, that they of actual content that they put out, the Obi-Wan thing was okay. It was real short. Basically, just the, the only new information that I got away from it was, hey, there's a confirmation that there's going to be a Vader-Anakin fight. I mean, there's going to be a, a Vader-Obi-Wan fight in this yeah. actual show. So that's yeah. going to be cool. And then the, um, the other thing that I really liked, I did watch the legacy of Boba Fett under the helmet, which was a documentary. Uh-huh. That was, it was like a, a good history of the character and like where it's going in, in the book of Boba Fett. So you how actually, long, went, how long was that? That one's like 20, 25 minutes. Okay. So it's like a decent, it's not like a minute long thing. Okay. Yeah. So that one you might actually like, yeah. um, the, the other thing that was really funny to me was the willow, uh, meet the cast thing that they did. And I'll link the the YouTube link in our show notes. Mm. Basically, it's uh, Warwick Davis going around and talking to the cast of this new Willow show on Disney Plus. But oh, the whole God. thing, he's acting like he did in that Ricky Gervais show, the um, Life's Too Short. That's, okay, yeah. That whole. Did you watch that whole show? I have not watched. That oh, whole you show, need no. to watch that. That is one of the funny because it's right alongside Extras, mm-hmm. um, Hey Ladies. Or hello, ladies. Sorry, the Stephen yeah. Merchant show. All of those Ricky Gervais shows that he did. Mm-hmm. This Willow, um, this Work Davis show is is fantastic. But the whole premise was like he was um, an arrogant star. Like he was like, I was yeah. a big star in the eighties, and I was Willow, and I was in Star Wars, I was an Ewok. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows who he is. Nobody cares because he was such yeah. a, like a D list actor. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of how he's acting in this little promo for Willow. So that kind of actually got me. <laughs> excited to watch it again so okay. that was cool and then um 
everything else was just right, like really short stuff. So the things that I took away from it was the Moon Knight and the She-Hulk seeing the actual footage. And then the Hawkeye stuff, I didn't watch it because we're getting it in two weeks. So I was like, ah, I don't need, you know, the other stuff we're not getting until next year. The that X-Men show is not coming until 2023. So it's like, I don't, I'm not going to get too excited about it, but the, the Hawkeye stuff that's coming in two weeks. So we'll see uh, very shortly on that. So that was the Disney plus day. Like I said, if you want a full breakdown, go over to geek, so to speak, they had a great episode on it. And I'll link that in the show notes. Uh, Something that maybe was not so great. Jeff Mm -hmm. was the return of a show that you watched that I only watched the first season of, and I don't know anything else about it. That was Dexter. Yeah. And I think we should maybe, yeah, we maybe should give some context to that before I talk about the show or what's going on. So you only, you only watched the first season, right? Yes. And I would say if if anybody hasn't watched it, um, or just my history of the show, I've watched all of it so far. I've watched every dexter tv thing i haven't read any of the books or any of that stuff but i've done i've watched all the shows and all the seasons and the first three seasons of that show you get to the trinity killer um who is i i think our our buddy wonder rob really liked the him on the show and i would yes. agree uh too because i if i recall i could be lying but i think he did <laughs> like that and that's my favorite season of the show too um and uh and is he, who is he played by? It's uh, is it John Lithgow? Yes, maybe. Um, yeah. So that season, you know, up to the third season or the fourth season, whichever season that is, you really, I'm like, I'm invested in the show. I'm heavily invested. I'm like, this is show is great. This is a, you know, they're nailing some of these characters. And then after that, the show becomes uh, a shit show, basically. <laughs> um, and I it became a thing where I was almost just hate watching it, basically um like there was a there's a season where um i knew the twist before they even revealed it i knew the twist they revealed at the end of the show within the first episode uh like i had guessed it you know and i and again the whole time i'm seeing them set everything up for that to happen um and i'll just spoil it because that that season sucks so if you ever get to it it's the it's the season with the the, they're supposed to be like these really like uh, devoted religious people and it's an old man and what looks like to be his like grandson or like a younger man that he's bringing up in the church or whatever. And then they reveal that, you know, Hey, the old man's been dead the whole fucking time. And then now this guy's taken over and it's a bunch of asshole. Like I hate the show. It's that, that season. It ah! might be one of my least favorite. It's dog shit. It is so bad. Fuck that show for Tell putting us that how out. You really feel Jeff. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> and then, you know, and then everything else they didn't, they just, they fucked this show up so hard at the end of this thing. Like I said, I was watching it every week just almost to have this conversation with people <laughs> like we were talking about because it was just so funny to me and how shitty it was. And um, so Dexter became like a thing where it was like popular, but man, I fucking hated that thing at the end. And then so um, obviously we're going full spoilers here. So at the end of that show, they finally kill the sister he fucking gets found out or he's, you know, they're finding out like who he is and all that stuff. And so his, the end of the show, the literal end of the, the first run is Dexter in a cabin up in the woods being like a lumberjack. So he got away from Miami where he was, where he murdered however many hundreds of people and, you know, bear dropped them off in the water and all this shit. 
and then he's a lumberjack now so it was always like oh what's going on you know what's happening there i was like so you figured they were this would eventually come back around and i will say this first episode is not the worst thing ever but i have problems with what they said i think you had an article that we had linked in here at some point where they had said some stupid shit like this isn't season nine buddy this is its own thing this is later right so they so like the implication there would be like that this wouldn't be related to the show a hundred percent right like you knew it had like like you would think like maybe there's like strings you know or strands in the story that you know they would carry over but it wouldn't do that and bullshit they fucking i'm just gonna ruin the episode because i know you don't give a shit Mm-mm. but this thing sucks like he, he so he's in this town so first off you think he's like okay if, if you murder if somebody in this country murdered as many people as he did the one a guy murdered his girlfriend on a trip and there was a national manhunt right right if a guy killed hundreds of people in a major city like miami everybody would be on his ass right right i don't care who he killed like the whole idea is like oh he only killed bad people it doesn't matter if we found 300 dead bodies you know what i mean like we're looking for the guy so you're number one you're not going to escape number two so he's up in this town so he's up you know the implication was that he was a lumberjack and he was alone and this thing now he's in this town where with all these people i mean you know it's it's a small town but i mean regardless there's you know it's not like you don't have the internet Right. Like, hey, guys, we have the fucking Internet here. He's using a computer in the thing. He's working at a gun store. He's working in customer service. He's like, you know, waving around, you know, talking to people and shit around the the entire town and all that shit. And then his fucking son shows up. He had a kid in the show. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me you're telling me that they had all this information. The FBI could not find you, but your fucking kid does. And your kid's like 16. (laughs) like what is this dog shit like there's just no way there's no way no one recognizes you there's no way like bullshit maybe i need to go back and look at that last episode again to see what they revealed maybe but i recall them being like holy shit they know who he is he needs to get the fuck out change identities do all this shit and then you're telling me that you know authorities that have access to all the information that you know regular people regular citizens in this country don't and they can't find him but the 16 year old kid found him it's fucking crazy to me <laughs> so this thing is i mean i don't know i like uh you know michael c hall uh and i like things about this so I, I don't think the episode is like totally bad like i think if you're into it you know it's worth watching and looking at it but it just doesn't make fucking sense anymore like it's hard for me to make the logic leap, you know, yeah. um, especially when they're, you know, the whole thing is built on this like system he has, but like all the characters are just doing, you know, stupid shit basically. <laughs> uh, and it just kind of blows my mind. So I won't rant too long. Cause I could go on for like another 30 minutes about this, but uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't know what to think about this show at the, at the moment, but it's, it's fucking weird. <laughs> well, I think the, the thing about the that article that I had uh, linked in our show notes when we were kind of putting this together and organizing it, mm-hmm. they were saying that people are 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 saying, "Hey, did you see Dexter season nine? This season nine, right? Would mm-hmm. is what this would be." Yep, yep. Instead of that, it actually has its own separate, like it's almost like a mini series, like it's a limited um, series. It's ten episodes, and it's just called Dexter New Blood. 
I think yeah. it's the same thing as like we're going to be seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife coming up next yeah. week. Mm-hmm. That's technically like the third or no, the fourth Ghostbusters movie, but we don't call it Ghostbusters 4. I think that's the same thing with this is like it's Dexter New Blood is mm-hmm. when people are saying, oh, what 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 new Dexter thing? It's just yeah. the naming of the branding of it is, yeah. is the, the thing about it. But it's still it's still I won't fucking watch dumb. It. It's still dumb. Yeah. Maybe maybe <laughs> Wonder Rob enjoyed it because he was yeah. a huge Dexter fan. But as far uh, he hasn't said anything to me outside long, of Yeah. I, I remember him being a bit a fan of the, the Trinity Killer series, I believe we talked about it back in the day. Yeah. Um so yeah, I will we'll have to talk to him about it when we uh when we record with him. Oh yeah. All right, so that was Dexter New Blood, and Jeff does not recommend, uh, but hopefully, maybe there's something that Jeff W. does recommend, and that is The Harder They Fall, which is a new Netflix show or movie, sorry, um, starring He Who Remains, Kang the Conqueror, um, probably my current favorite actor at the moment. Oh, wow. Wow. I would say sometimes my favorite actors shift um but from day to day yeah i would say my current favorite actor (laughs) is jonathan majors and he's been in um a couple of real quick the problem with that is like if if you start going down the the rest of this cast like i could name like other people yeah i mean i could name like a few others that would fit that category for me oh for your favorite Mm -hmm. oh well we can get into it in a second here but that was the main thing that um Dream. drew me to this okay because he was promoting it as i was watching interviews and um i was actually i just seen the last black man in san francisco which is a great mm. movie that i really liked but um coming off of kang and and we're co- going into kang i should say because we haven't seen him yet as kang but um he's he's got a lot of um goodwill built up around him from my in my household for sure yeah um, but the heart of they fall is a it's a Netflix black Western. Basically it's like a, all the, everyone in the cast pretty much is black mm-hmm. and yeah. it's based on true people, like people who actually existed in the yep. world, but the story is made up. It's a fictional story yeah. um, just about the old West and these um, cowboys and that existed. Yeah. I was saying they're based on like real people. They don't like some of the names that you could look up, historical you know stuff about some of these characters um but it always doesn't match uh there's a couple characters that are like oh hey this guy might not have been like such an outlaw that uh, that he was in the show right um but they are yeah based around real life uh people yeah yeah so people like bill pickett and nat love mary fields all these people (laughs) cuffy was based on like somebody it was a a black woman that like had not infiltrated but like had joined the army pretending to be a man uh, you know, because women were not allowed to join the military at the time. Yeah, just like cool stuff like that that I was looking at after the show when I sent you, uh, when I was sending you videos and links of like all these people and stuff that I was looking at. I was, I was like, this is um, some interesting stuff. Yeah. And this is kind of almost like a, a continuation. If you're going by this director, James Samuel, if you're mm-hmm. going by his previous work, he's done a few things with Jay-Z before, but in 2013... Okay he did a Western short film. It was 51 minutes and they put it on title, the Jay-Z streaming service. Oh, this is, Oh, okay. So he did that too. This isn't like things that, okay, I got you. So I was trying to find it 
on, yeah. you know, online, but I don't have a title uh, subscription anymore. I don't have a title membership, but yeah. I did find it on YouTube. So if you want to see it in YouTube quality, I'll link it down in the show notes. Uh, but that also has some very, um, a lot of similarities to this movie. And you can kind of see the, the trajectory of, of his uh, career. And guess yeah. who's in that one, Jeff? One of your favorite guys, uh, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, as well as Rosario Dawson yeah, and, and Erica Badu. Crazy. Yeah. So it's it's it kind of fits in similar. It's not like a um, sequel to this. Th- this movie is not a sequel to that. But anyways, all that being said, um, it's got a great cast. The, the writer and director is an interesting guy. He's, I think he's British. And yeah, um, I think so. Working with Jay-Z on a bunch of different things. He directed like a Jay-Z music video from his last album yeah. and um, a bunch of different things there. I also got a chance to look at a couple of different interviews, which was interesting mm-hmm. because I was listening to the soundtrack on Apple Music. Yeah. And then right below that, you scroll down and there's a uh, video interview with Ebro. Oh, okay. And that was from Apple one. Music. So I'll link that down in the show notes, as mm-hmm. well as he was on one of my favorite podcasts is The Treatment with Elvis Mitchell. He was on there yeah. talking about The Heart of They Fall. Um, Zazie Beats was on um, uh, the MTV podcast that I listened to, and, and she was talking about The Heart of They Fall. So yeah. they're in their press mode right now. They're promoting this. Uh, but all that being said, Jeff, what was the plot? Of this movie, Wonder oh Woman my God. wants to know what, oh what is this movie God. about, uh, Jeff? In your words, just off the top of your head. Oh my God! Your words. What happens oh. in this movie? Okay. And we loved your last one, Jeff. We loved <laughs> the Eternals plot. Or well, Eternals of dog shit. So there's, <laughs> you know, this one is good. Okay, so all right, I'm trying to, I'm trying to mentally prepare how to say this. Okay, so. There's these fucking cowboys. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So this is, it's about a gang uh, in the old West, right? Shake your head as I'm going. Cause I'm trying to follow, make sure I was following. Cause I liked so many of the individual performances in here too. And we're going to get yeah. to that. Um, they're like, uh, you get kind of lost in the story. You're like, Oh yeah, this is the guy. So, um, you know, you have Nat love who is like, you know, you start off, he is, uh, they're going after Idris Elba's gang, right? He's currently incarcerated, so they're going after his gang. Idris Elba, uh, I think that's the beginning, right? They show yes. that he killed yes. his mother. It's a flashback. Idris Elba killed Nat. Yeah, what's what's Idris Elba? It's Buck, right? Yes, it's, um, Rufus Buck. Rufus Buck. He killed Nat Young. Uh, Nat Love. His Nat Love. Jesus. Yes. Yeah, there's like a Nat Love characters. who was young. Yeah, who was young. Uh, and he killed his mother uh, because his father was involved in the gang, right? Is what if I'm recalling this from last night. Yeah. Um, the dad was like, hey, we got business yeah. between us. Take it outside. Don't involve my family. Yeah. And then so he does. He kills them, both of his parents. He doesn't. He leaves, you know, Nat alone, puts a cross in his head, which I think is very unique. Is like I liked his character look in this movie, too. I thought it was a great then he puts the cross in his forehead um and then you know they're they're kind of getting back at rufus buck's gang you know nat becomes you know a gang leader himself 
and uh, they run back into Rufus after he uh, gets freed by his gang. And it seems like the gangs are kind of going to rally around him. Uh, and then there's some confrontations. Uh, I don't want to spoil every little thing about the movie, uh, but would you say that's a fair uh, general plot breakdown? Yeah. Nat Love is looking for the killer of his parents, Rufus Buck. Yeah. And there's a lot of fighting. And I would say to just to touch on the Western, I would say I don't have a lot of experience in Western, so I don't know the older movies. But this to me, like if I'm going to tell you, like if I'm going to describe it to somebody, especially somebody like me who's not into like those older westerns and knows all that history and stuff like this is very like tarantino western yes. a little bit like there is blood there's explosions like this is there's slow-mo shots there's zoom-ins on faces in like critical moments so there is this is very you know django i would say uh in some ways would you agree yes i was thinking that when i very first started watching it it was very tarantino-esque Mm-hmm. as far as stylistically yeah. and like i said this director he hasn't done a whole lot besides this but you can see his style coming out of it you can see he, it's kind of unique to him yeah. uh, but there is a lot of i think influenced by tarantino on him and that's one of our favorite um directors is tarantino so yeah in, in that, all the movies in um and I was just going to say, too, and I guess I'll just mention it now. And I know we, we hinted about the cast and how good it is. Um, but I thought it was amazing. Like, like just just number one, the faces that me and you know uh, mm-hmm. from you know all the stuff we've seen before. Um, there's just a ton of people in it. And I like all of them, you know, and so much so that, you know, in this story, Lakeith Stanfield plays Cherokee Bill, who is pretty brutal you know, in terms of like violence in the movie and like yeah. actual real life in the, in the history, when we were looking at the character, when I was looking at the character last night, um, you know, he, uh, there's just some great moments. I think my, my favorite moment, we're just going to go full blown spoilers now. Right. Um, RJ Seiler, who plays Jim Beckworth, who I think I had, have you heard of him before this? No, I had not heard of him before this either. And he was great in this. I thought, just the you know from the beginning where he uh he has the guns and he's you know yeah he was one of the best characters what was the i put the quote in the thing uh he was like uh i'm, I'm lightning with, with the blam blams yeah. right like he just has great lines in here like a great character and you know his arc through the story is he wants to you know go toe-to-toe with uh cherokee bill who plays lucky stanfield or uh, stanfield in uh or is played by him yeah. rather. And so he gets to the end moment and then they, they have a couple, they have that encounter like the night before or whatever it is, I think in the timeline there and they don't, you know, shoot each other. They don't have a standoff. They don't do anything like that. And then, you know, the next day or whenever that is, uh, they have, they finally have the standoff and, you know, they're, they're staring at each other. Like he, you know, Beckworth takes out his, all the rounds out of his gun. He has his name on that bullet you know like like he wants to get him and then he's doing the countdown uh to when they draw you know he's doing a countdown or from five right and instead of letting him get to five uh Lakeith Stanfield's character Cherokee Bill shoots him in the face at like three which then sets off that enormous fight at the end um just things like that like that might be my favorite moment from that from the entire movie I don't know if you had anything like that that stuck out for you but 
if I'm just thinking of like, like what a great moment of like, even that, and that was just like the side characters who right. like, you know, I mean, it says more about their performances and I, I, you know, I've loved Lakeith Stanfield since Atlanta um, was great to see so much so that I was like rooting for the villains in this a little bit. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. you, but like, but I'm like, I'm like, I love Regina Keek. I love Andrew Selva. I love just, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I'm just like, I like all, like you just see him and you're just like, I like all their, you know, I like them period. So I yeah. just, well, I'm even, almost in like, I like want to see them win in some ways. Right. Yeah. Well, even for me, Damon Wayans Jr. At the very beginning, mm, he mm-hmm. doesn't have a big role, but he's yeah, a bad yeah. guy and you're yeah. kind of rooting for him. I mean, if you yeah. like, if you just like him, if you general. just like, we just like him. So I'm just yeah. like, oh, I just want to see him on screen more. So I don't care what he plays. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I had a, a few of those. I had that too. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a little bit of uh, back um, on the uh, behind the curtain stuff. This was yeah. actually um, supposed to come out earlier, but they started filming in March 2020 in santa fe new mexico got delayed due to covid and then i guess because of covid and all these delays wesley snipes had to exit and sterling k brown had to exit so these are like michael k williams was going to star in this at one point which is funny because he was in the title thing you know um yeah and so there was like they were gonna have even more people in this which is crazy to me um you know maybe they got replaced with these other people but like just imagining you know, more names on this thing is, is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. So I think this whole thing is a win um, from start to finish the music, the, and not only the soundtrack, like just the act, like there's a Jay-Z and Kid mm-hmm. Cudi song, which is the one that I've been listening to the most. Yeah. Um, and that was the one that I sent you um, when we were talking about this before the, uh, this was picked as our movie of the week, our mm-hmm. main discussion, that song was the first thing that, I yeah, was like, and that's what I saw because right. I'm heavy into music, so I'm looking at new releases every week, and I'm waiting for something to happen. Out, and I'm like, oh, Kid Cudi, and because Kid Cudi being one of my favorite artists, which we'll get into recommendations. Um, Kid Cudi, one of my favorites, and Jay Z, obviously one of my favorites too. Um, I was like, holy shit, they're making there's a song with them together. Yeah. They've done one before. Uh, there might be a couple things they've been on together before, but them two on something is like immediately going to trigger my attention. Like that is something I'm highly interested in. Yeah, so and, definitely uh, recommend yeah. that. Uh, it, it, so that was crazy. And then, like, there's a ton of other things, too. I don't, I don't know what else you wanted to mention, but, like, I was watching some of that stuff, like, you know, when they're in – is it Redwood? Is that the name of the town at the end? I'm trying to remember the names of the towns. I can't right. recall. But there's, like, if you look on the on the side of, like, the names of the shop, there's a, a Carter and Carter, like, store, like, for, like, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Um, there's like a ton of different ones they have on there. And he's like giving people like Easter eggs and they're in the background. Um, yeah, this was a, I don't, I hate to say like standard kind of Western, like, you know, like standard, like Tarantino type Western, like violent and like explosions, but it, it kind of is. And I, I really liked it. It was actually um, super surprising to me because um, I was not, this was not on my radar, you know, at all. Yeah. And then for it to be this uh, was actually really cool. Yeah. And for me, it was, um, like I said, following um, Jonathan Majors and he was talking about he's like, oh, the next thing I'm going to be in after Loki is this Mm. cowboy movie. So it was in the back of my mind, but I didn't know, you know, how it was going to be. But he's one of these actors that he his choice of roles is really good because there's some people that would just do any movie, whatever, you know, comes down the road he seems to be choosing his roles very choice. So it's like whatever mm-hmm. he's in, 
seems to be um, quality. Oh, and I did want to mention besides the soundtrack, the score I thought was really good as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife grew up watching a lot of Westerns. So she really liked it. Uh, my dad was a big Western guy when, when I was growing up. So he was big into Clint Eastwood. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't so much because I think I can't remember if I was talking to you or I was talking to somebody else as a kid. I didn't like anything old. I like yeah. everything to be the future. I think it was the last time we talked. Yeah. We talked about that. Like I didn't here. like back to the future three. Yeah. You I liked, liked back two. to the future two. Yeah. Um, now I have since uh, changed that. I, I like older things now as well as newer things, but I was not a Western fan growing up. So mm. I, I'm kind of like you in a sense. So I don't have as much history with it, uh, but my wife did. She had a great time watching it. She loves all these actors too. So she was having a good time. Um, mm. I just think it's, not only is it a good story, but there's also just underneath all of that, it's important to see black people. And also, yeah. uh, and I was, like I said, in this, the interviews that I was listening to with the director, he was saying he specifically, not only was it, he was trying to make the principal cast members all black, but also women not having a subservient role. So yes. you had like the, the gunslingers, you had mm -hmm. the, the strong female characters. They're playing so, security in the, in uh, Mary's tavern. Yeah. At the beginning. Right, She's right. playing security yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so all of those things I thought were great. And like you said, kind of like the, you start, start to root for the villains. The bad guys are yeah. relatable and that um, in the sense that you just like their characters so much. Um, yeah. And you want to see them do well. So that's just a testament to those actors, I think. Yeah. Um, so all and of that's, I, yeah. All I that love them in, in everything they do. So it's like, you know, when you see those, you're like, it's like, oh my guys, like, okay, this, this guy's a villain. It's hard for me to even see him as a villain yeah. <laughs> in some cases because I just love everything else they, they've done too. Yeah. yeah. So all of that stuff was great. Uh, the director also kind of talked about the whole thing was like a love story and it was like Nat Love. And his name, Nat Love, which yeah. he actually, in real life, like he went by um, Deadwood Dick and mm -hmm. there was him changing his name, um, had all the kind of stuff. It was like all layers upon layers of his his love of the woman, his love of his parents yeah. and how he changes over the course of it and kind of what vengeance does to you and mm -hmm. and kind of kind of corrupts your soul kind of. So I yeah. enjoyed all of that. So all of that stuff was great. And I, and I was going to say too, you know, also this, this kind of was like, I think for, uh, for me, especially um, this almost was like a little bit of a, uh, not, not, you know, directly related here, but like, it kind of reminded me of, um, of Watchmen a little bit, the opening of Watchmen, the TV series on HBO where, you know, you see this and if you're, if you're even remotely interested in this story and you go like we said go look at that like we can link that video in the show notes of where they break down the history of these people um you know their real life versus the movie counterpart um just super interesting stuff i mean you know they like you know black people get erased from history a lot you know in in this country specifically um and, and everywhere you know but specifically this country like there are things here like where you know people like, you think of like old times you know they don't everybody just thinks of like white guy but there's like, you know, black people had their own, their own, like, you know, towns they had, they, you know, these guys were sheriffs, they were running, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and that's and they, one I of the things that's that, like important to like, to see, or like, you know, to be exposed to a little bit. Like yeah. Said, and that's yeah. what one of the things that the director specifically talked about in all of his interviews, he said, when we think about the word cowboy and the word yeah. like Western, a, a quarter of the cowboys in the old West 
were black and you never see that growing mm-hmm. up it's always like in that time period unless it's Django, they're always yeah. either slaves or like subservient but they were never the actual cowboys um and i guess the term cowboy was also coined for them and and before that it was you were called a cow puncher or cow hand cow and poke. so there was a, a bunch of different interesting things um huh. That, like I said, the director. If you if you're interested, check out those interviews that I list that I uh, linked in our show notes. Yeah, and it's super interesting. I think that yeah, that's that to me is like, like I think it is like I and I hope things like this might, you know, like you hope it like skews it back to maybe reality at yeah, some point because it's right. like, you know, like that is true. It's like you don't all you think of if you say cowboy, you think of like just white guy, and, like probably real. out here, you know, probably out in the west, you know, yeah. somewhere in like these you know, of Northern Arizona, you know, on the, all on the rocks out in the West like that, you know, Clint Eastwood, like you said, you don't kind of get this perspective and just, just looking at the story of these people, like, like there's a woman who was like, um, yeah, it's the uh, stagecoach Mary, you know, mm-hmm. in the story, like her real life counterpart was like a woman that was doing work for the postal service through like dangerous areas. And she was good with guns and all that stuff. So she was like, perfect for that role and like her story never gets told right like it would never get you never would think that like you know but most people in their head are like oh that person would never we weren't even allowed to do that you know but it's right. like no they were they were yeah. doing it you know like this wasn't this like you know uh just i, I mean i hate this like you know, it's just like this whitewashed shit that you see now and i think this stuff adds like a lot of great context to everything which i appreciate yeah so the i think the key takeaways for the harder they fall Great cast, um, great action, and great music um, throughout the movie. And actually, looking up real quick before we, we leave, yeah. Yeah, The Heart yeah. of They Fall, that actor, R.J. Seiler, the one yes. that... Um, I thought he was did, great. I thought he was great in the movie. He's like the highlight for me, or one of them. Yeah. We talked about how we didn't, or I didn't see him in anything before this. Yeah. He was in um, the Power Rangers movie that came out in 2017. He was the Blue Ranger. So that oh. tells you why I didn't know him because I never yeah, watched that. Yeah, I had never seen. Yeah, he was in Vice Principals, which is the only Danny McBride show I have not watched. Mm-hmm. So I haven't oh, seen him in there. He was in White Boy Rick. Did yep, you ever watch in, that movie? I did not I, watch that. He was good in that movie. Now that I'm looking at this stuff, yeah, yeah, that guy was so good. That's so like another he's been, one on my on my list. Yeah, yeah, great actor. I, uh, I was also he was in uh, the CW Black Lightning show, which I did not watch. So all these things, he's like building a nice career, but I have not watched anything that he was in. So definitely the cast is one to look out for Mm -hmm. in The Harder They Fall. Yeah. And one real quick thing. um, I noted it on our notes here. You know, Jay-Z was involved because I was looking through because now I'm like paying attention to like credits and stuff. I'm just looking at stuff. Uh, If you're a Jay-Z fan, he thinks Ty Ty in this movie, which if you know Jay-Z, he mentions that guy like a million times <laughs> in his songs. I'm like, he got a shout out in the credits of this fucking movie too. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. So we know Jay-Z <laughs> was involved at least a little bit. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. All right, cool. So Heart of They Fall is on Netflix. So you can check it out. If you're a Netflix subscriber, um, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, Jeff, you can check out your weekly recommendations. Yeah. So mine this week is um, uh, a movie or a documentary. And it's a, a man named Scott. Uh, it's about Kid Cuddy, real name Scott Mescuddy. Um, and basically, it's a just a, a breakdown of his albums. Uh, majority of that being um, the first album. Like, and they and they have 
I mean, there there's like everybody in this thing. And uh, and I don't think Kid Cudi gets the credit that he deserves. Um, I think like maybe even you, like, I don't know if you even know like how influential like he is. Like, you know, people look back on like, let's say like the Kanye, like 808s and heartbreaks, right? Like remember when that first came out, everybody, and including myself was like, what is this? You know, this is like <laughs> auto-tune. Like I thought yeah. we were, I thought we were done with the auto-tune and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, now we look back at that album, right? And you can see, like, how that planted, like, the, you know, that was, like, a major influence in, like, Drake, you know, and all these major artists now. But then, like, behind the scenes of that, like, you don't have that album if you don't have Kid Cudi. Like, he he wrote the hook to Heartless, right? The Kanye song. Like, if you know that hook, that's a Kid, that's Kid Cudi's direct influence. And they talk about this in this documentary. And, like, uh, I can't recommend it enough. Like if you haven't, I mean, I would recommend you listen to the albums. If you've never listened to the albums, there's a, there's some stuff that's not, you know, going to be for some people, but the first two Kid Cudi albums to me are like classics and like some of my favorites of all time. Like I would put them over. I mean, true. I mean, it would be tough to put albums over those for me personally. Your top um, 10 or your top. Five? Oh yeah. Top five. Yeah, at least top five. That's second, the second Cut Cutty album. That'd be my only complaint about this documentary is they they go really deep into the first one, which I understand because that's what's kind of put him on the scene. But the second one to me is like almost like flawless for me. Mm. Uh, I just love that album so much. Um, and they don't go as deep into that. They do a few songs like they kind of break down like, uh, you know, and like, I guess I should say the format of this is they're doing interviews right like Shia LaBeouf is in this center is in this thing all over the place he's talking about their friendship uh Will Smith's kids are in it Willow Smith and um Jaden Jaden and he Jaden is playing in it he's doing like ha- he's in it half the thing like if you watch it he's in there half the time like he's doing all this like you know stuff in the background they're having him do like for like uh, I don't even like to represent him growing up so yeah. like he's playing him in a way yeah in this movie um a ton of rappers ASAP Rocky those interviews in here schoolboy q i mean if i go down the list like there is a there's a ton of people in this just talking about how influential he is and they and they play that and like uh timothy chalamet is in it i don't know if you knew how big of a fan he is um, they play not. like the the pete davidson clips like uh there's like <laughs> tons of stuff in here um about how how much these people love him and like and all the and all that stuff and i think it's interesting they go into like um because we knew uh, you know if you're a fan uh, you knew the struggles that he had had with like addiction and stuff like that. Uh, and, and they go more deep into that. And he kind of reveals more of like what was actually happening there and like getting arrested kind of changed his life uh, and all that stuff. So there's like, yeah, there is some stuff if you're like a fan like me that I think is uh, super valuable. Um, and if you haven't heard of him at all, like I think it'd be worth watching just to see like, you know, where this influence comes from. So obviously Kanye's in there and Kanye even says it in there that like, and he says it, they're playing, you know, uh, concert clips of where Kanye's saying like, you know, Kid Cudi is the most influential artist of the last 10 years, uh, which I would maybe agree with. There may be other people, but like, I don't think with Kid, without Kid Cudi, I don't know if you have Drake and Drake would be the most influential, I would say for the last 10 years. So I would say, in a roundabout way, you know, uh, that is true to me. Um, so it, yeah, it's just something that I thought was great. Um, I think it's worth watching. There's a bunch of like cool interviews in it. Um, they go into like, not even just, you know, the names that, you know, Timothy Chalamet and all them Shia LaBeouf, Schoolboy Q, ASAP Rocky, Lil Yachty's in it. 
they have people like Joe LaPuma from the sneaker stuff, like all a bunch complex. of the complex yeah. people in there talking about that because he was on their on the covers of their magazines and everything. And then just also like you know, people uh that he was working with behind the scenes, uh Dot the Genius, Don C, uh Emil, like all these people. Like if you look at the album credits, you're like, I know these names. Um, they also talk about everything. Uh, so yeah, that'd be my my weekly recommendation. I thought it was great, uh, especially if you're a fan. Uh, if you're not a fan, maybe you don't like it as much, uh, or maybe you're like, hey, this is a lot about one guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're remotely interested, uh, I think this is a good documentary to watch, to, uh, especially to catch up on his career and just see the influence uh, that he's had. Yeah, and I didn't tell you, but I actually watched this, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Like you said, seeing how influential he was Going back to 2008, that's yeah. 13 years of him influencing, you know, the music scene. So yeah. I was, um, and for me, I always love the highest quality possible. So this is in on Amazon Prime. This is in 4K HDR. So I yeah. highly recommend um, a man named Scott as well. Nice. So my pick for this week actually came while you were talking earlier today, Jeff, <laughs> as you nice. said. Um, you the were most not prepared host. <laughs> you said you were not as excited about the Hawkeye show, mm-hmm. but that trailer initially, that yeah, at Disney Plus Day, yeah, um, kind of changed it. And watching the Screen Crush recap, um, I thought you already knew this. I would have told you this earlier. Mm. Um, this Matt Fraction book is my recommendation. The Hawkeye, um, Matt Fraction and David Aja uh, mm-hmm. collaboration. This is a highly influential comic book. And that's why you can tell they've taken so much from it makes sense that they um, took it for the show on Disney plus yeah. um, Kate Bishop and um, Clint Barton are the stars of, of the comic. And so it's not necessarily like the all Clint Barton show. It's not just the Hawkeye from uh, the Jeremy Renner Hawkeye, I should say, uh, but it focuses a lot on Kate Bishop. This is one of the comics that, I gave to my wife when I was dating her and I have a picture on my wall of her reading this. And this was, this is one of her favorite books as well. And it was kind of cool because they used that Hawkeye font from the comic Mm -hmm. when they first announced this on that Disney plus, or I think it was D 23 when they first announced it, but that got everybody buzzing. They were like, Oh, is this going to be the Matt fraction Hawkeye? Mm -hmm. This is very prestigious critically, you know, um, fans loved it. So if anyone has not read this, including Jeff W, definitely read at least volume mm. one, My Life as a Weapon. And um, fantastic book. I know you're going to get to it, but volume one, Comixology Unlimited. Yes. If, uh, if you got that. Yeah. If you got Comixology Unlimited, it is free. And I've talked about Comixology Unlimited on Geek, so to speak. Um, if you did not know, I do a comic book segment over there called Vector Loves Comics. And I've talked about, actually volume two is on there as well. Now that I'm looking, uh, little hits. But yeah, it's like $6 a month and you get mm. access to a ton of comics, especially if you want to catch up on stuff. I would highly recommend Comicsology Unlimited. And if you want a uh, pro tip, if you want to really supersize it, uh, Kindle Unlimited, I do both. And so I get like the maximum amount of comics yeah. and I'm also doing the Marvel unlimited. So I'm doing a bunch of comics um, mm. subscription services, but I think 
if you want like the overall bang for your buck, Marvel is going to be your best bet. If you love Marvel, that's going to be the best one. But if you want like more than Marvel, Comixology and um, Kindle Unlimited are both great subscription gotcha. services. And you would, and we're talking about Hawkeye just because I don't have a lot of history with him, obviously. Is the, is the Matt Fraction run like the quintessential yes. run? Like you're like, you know, like I'm trying to think of another person to compare it to, but like off the top of my head, but I can't, but you know what I, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. certain well, runs like, within comics that you're like, hey, uh-huh. this is the one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You associate certain writers with certain characters. So there's like the Grant Morrison Batman run or the Scott Snyder yeah. Batman run. Perfect. Um, yeah. John Byrne Superman. This is the Hawkeye guy. Like if you're thinking about Hawkeye quintessential storylines, and writers, it's going to be Matt Fraction because Hawkeye was not necessarily like a really super popular character. He was always in the background on a lot of Avengers stuff. When I was reading comics early on, it was Bendis, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, and his Hawkeye in the Avengers comics is what I got from him. But this is a character that goes back to, I want to say he's like from the 60s, and he doesn't have a whole lot of stories that focus on him and stories that people love as him. Although I will say actually the ultimates did a much better job of making Hawkeye interesting. Um, The ultimates was basically they rebooted it in 2000. Marvel said, okay, our, all of our characters have 40 plus years of backstory. We don't want people to actually have to go back and reread all that stuff. So -hmm. we're starting over from scratch in 2000. They're like, we're starting the ultimate line and the Ultimates was the Avengers in the Ultimates universe. And Hawkeye was much more like modern, I would say. Like, and to me, this is always going to stay out to me. The moment that they did this, and it was Mark Millar who wrote the Ultimates. Mm-hmm. He was tied up. He was in a hostage situation. Like he was he was in the corner, you know, tied up in a chair. They thought they had him. They took away all his weapons. They took away his bow and arrows. Mm-hmm. But Hawkeye is kind of like um um, I was gonna say dead shot, um, who's DC, but he's kind of like bullseye. Anything mm-hmm. is a weapon in his hands. He's like the best aim, he never misses. Yeah. That's who Hawkeye is. So this ultimate version, they took away all his weapons. They did not take away his fingernails. So he <laughs> took his fingernails off his fingers oh, and Jesus. killed the guys, like shot him in the windpipe and killed him. Jeez. So that I thought was really cool. That would always stand out to me. So I think this Hawkeye series is going to be good. But if you really want mm. to catch up before that, check out the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Yeah. Great. So that's going to do it for this week on Seasons Change. We'd like to thank you for listening. You can always check us out on Twitter. I'm Vactor. Jeff is Jeff W. And our podcast is Seasons underscore podcast. If you want a little bit of extra bonus stuff, You can listen to Seasons Change on all of your favorite podcast players, but Anchor has a message system where you can actually go on there and leave us a voice message on both the website and on the app itself. You can send us a voicemail and we will play it. You can record it right on your phone or if you have like a podcast microphone you can plug in, but you can send us a voicemail. We will play it on the show in case there's anything that you wanted us to talk about or you wanted to react to anything from a previous show always you can check us out on anchor.fm and if you like jeff w's plot synopsis send us a message leave us a review in apple Podcasts. you can leave us a wonderful five-star review which we've been getting a bunch of thanks to some great listeners like ben songer 
who left us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. So if you want to check that out, you can always head over to Apple Podcasts and look at all of our lovely reviews. Next week, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I know Jeff is a huge fan of Ghostbusters. So we'll be talking all about that next week. But you know what? In the meantime, Jeff, I think I hear something in the background. There's a little little tingle, a little, little, little crackle in the background. You know what that uh, is? I don't. I do not know. It's the seasons changing. Man, you is the shit every time. And Shoff's here too.